0: It's not in my plan. I'm a I'm a go with the plan.
1: <laughs> Gabe's literally wrote his name on it for his part. He'll he like writes down I'm Gabe Kitsman, and this is like like the ACT. Like you get points for just writing your name.
0: If I write it down, then it doesn't have to be in my brain, and then I don't have to think about it. And your then name I have space for, for whatever. Your name. I'm thorough.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Well, as you all know, this is the, as we all know, as if I've been planning this, because I haven't, it all just kind of bubbled down this way. Are you erasing your name from your notes?
0: No. I'm checking my notes to see if you're going according to plan.
1: (laughs) I don't even know what I'm going to
0: say. Episode 100.
1: So this is episode 100. I have not been planning this for a long time. It just kind of happened that way, which is really exciting. You all heard me realize that last week mid-recording. And that's how Dolphin EDM is born. Can we all just take a minute to really squeal and squeak our praise for Gabe's on the fly dolphin rave music?
0: Yeah, the the deadline was short and <laughs> Dolphin <laughs> Evie, gol-
1: the Dolphin Butter. <laughs> dolphin
0: EDM was requested and I was like, what the hell does that mean? And then just from it your perspective,
1: from your perspective, because I don't tell you, I just give you the flash drive and then run away. Mostly because I forget what I say, but like I forgot the, Dol- the dolphin EDM thing as soon as I handed you the flash drive, I had no recollection. I know
0: I, I In, edited the whole video, not video. I edited <laughs> the, the, video. the podcast, yeah. <laughs> and and then I came up to you and I said, "Did you listen to the episode?
1: Did you listen to it?"
0: And you're like, "No, why?" <laughs> Like, okay.
1: But what's You'll it like see. for you? What is it like for you to like be like listening to like the flash drive and then all of a sudden you're like, Mother, fucker, dolphin EDM.
0: You know, if there's one thing that I'm okay with being spontaneous at, it's anything that has to do with music or music really? production. Really?
1: Explain the beginning of this episode then. Explain that to me. Explain it. Because you were dragging your little heels on the ground.
0: I'm ready to push record, and you're like, spontaneous acapella now! (laughs) And that's a little bit different than me getting to sit back and decide whether or not I can actually do Dolphin EDM with the power to push delete if (laughs) I want it.
1: Well, honestly, I I think we sounded beautiful together. We should sing all of your music that way. Yes. Good. He agrees. Um, anyway, thank you. It was super great. I loved every second of it. Dolphin EDM for life. Yeah. Great. How do do you need
0: to, do we need to play it again for the people right now? No. Oh,
1: you can go back and listen to, (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I just, um, no. Okay. So this is our hundredth episode and you have now edited a hundred episodes of the podcast.
0: I have. And you have talked your way through almost 100 hours of podcasting. Congratulations.
1: Mm-hmm. So congrats to We've me. I'm sorry way. to you all.
0: <laughs> We've come a long way.
1: No, it's great. I wanted to talk a little bit. I want to, I definitely want to talk about current events and just kind of like what's going on. But I, um, I want to ask you kind of like, cause Gabe made me do this. Like not only does he edit, not only did he write the theme song, uh he he made me do this whole podcast. I would have never done it. I would have dragged my feet. I would have procrastinated. You made me do it. And then for Christmas if I made you
0: do it. I if I am anything, it is a good cheerleader. And she was just talking about it and wanted to do it and didn't know exactly what, you know, what it would look like, what it would, you know, all of those little details that I like to write down on my phone and stick to like that was very easy for me to just open up the studio and record an episode with yeah it was you and me on episode one our most listened to episode me (laughs) stumbling through trying to
1: seven penises yes (laughs) a quote A direct quote. Whenever someone tells me they've found the podcast, I think of, like, a couple of different things, but the first episode, One Man, Seven Penises, peni thing, will always stick it in of my mind. is like,
0: oops, but then I'm like, it, it's lovable, I guess.
1: It's lovable! You're right, it's so lovable. <laughs> no, it's just one of those things where I never want, you know, the goal for the podcast was never to make it sound... um over serious like we Mm. took ourselves too seriously or that we were in some way like the beholders of all information that is tarot
0: yeah Um, just uh two idiots with the gumption to talk about it
1: for yourself (laughs) i i personally
0: i could could not be the voice of the podcast it'd be all scripted it would literally be like (laughs) hello i would be reading from the encyclopedia that is my brain i i could
1: not Hmm. Uh,
0: I've thought about like you know we could start another podcast. Well, it's because you have a I very holistic brain.
1: But... Your brain is very like linear, and my brain is like a spiral into ever maddening
0: yeah craziness. You're the you're the talent.
1: I'm the ta- that's right. I'm the talent. Um. So yeah, no, we've done a hundred episodes. Gabe really kind of pushed me into doing a podcast, and then when I was just going to give up halfway through the tarot after we had Evie and just like too tired to do whatever, he bought me a nice microphone. So I didn't have to set up in the studio. I could record whenever, wherever. And then, um, (laughs) Shakira, Uh, and it really kind of revolutionized the podcast. So, you know, Gabe is kind of the, Gabe holds the podcast up, kind of the backbone. So thanks, Gabe. You're welcome. You can all tell Gabe, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you can you can all tell Gabriel need, thanks.
0: I don't need thanks. Tell your friends. We have a good time. We're not going anywhere.
1: No, at least not at least not for a hot second. So let's talk about let's first get into current events. Let's talk about what's happening in the world. Um, we've got rampant anti trans propaganda and legislation happening all across the US. June is Pride month, so you know, this is like a lot of the anti-drag laws are going to be coming into place. How is that in like Tennessee, for example, like kind of seeing what the ramifications of the law are in regards to pride and and the pride parade and how that's going to play out, Um, you know, and in several states across the country, um, Florida being one of them, you know, being like just the most fucking hateful place on earth right now. Um, On top of all this awful anti LGBTQI plus legislation. You've also got rampant, like, people losing, people with uteruses losing their right to choose what's right for their body. Um, you've got several lawsuits happening in the state of Texas by, I believe it's what, like, between eight and ten women right now who are suing the state of Texas uh, because they had pregnancies that either the life of the child, like, it could not survive, like, outside the womb, or it risked the life of the mother, and they are suing the state of Texas over it. So that's kind of like some lawsuits to pay attention to. Um, There is a war in Ukraine. Tensions are still high between China and Taiwan in the U.S. We've also got a women-led revolution happening in Iran. Um, We're not getting a ton of news on that. If you don't go looking for it, you're not going to see it. So I encourage you to go look for it. We're coming up on people announcing their candidacies. You've got Ron DeSantis announced his candidacy for president um, while also maintaining to be the governor of Florida, which is just like, this man can rot in H-E double hockey sticks. No, you know what? I have said fucking, like, he can rot in, he can rot in his Christian hell. I'm so upset with this man. (laughs) Like, I hope he hangs from the back molar of Satan's mouth for an eternity. This man. Um... I'm just so tired. Like, you know, it's it's not enough to just say go vote. If you're going to say go vote. Yes, I absolutely and firmly believe that under the system we have right now, we should vote. But if we're saying go vote without any action towards getting rid of voter suppression or any action to prevent voter suppression, then, you know, we're only doing like 50 percent of what we're supposed to be doing. Um, if you need help contacting representatives or you don't even know who your representatives are, please reach out to me. Um, I will, I will help if you don't even know where to register to vote or how to tell if you're registered to vote, please reach out. I will tell you, I'll tell you exactly how to do it. Um, believe me, like there have been, Gabe can attest that like, there are things I just have too much anxiety to do sometimes. And I have asked him to help me like write letters or fill them out and send them back for no reason other than I'm simply too anxious to get it done. Right, Gabe? Very true. And um, he's he's helped. And I love to do that for other people where I can. So, you know, no ask is some asks are too big, but like no ask is too big. Like I will like I will help in any way that I can. If that's Please, please ask.
0: She's she's very passionate about it. She'll do it. She'll do it quickly. It fills a, a sense of purpose. Um, and I think there's just ways we need to band together. Um, this is one of them.
1: Great. Yeah, so that is Current Events. It's our 100th episode of... No, I don't think we've done Current Events for 100 episodes, but no. um, I definitely... It's not going anywhere. So <laughs> let's all buckle in for another 100 episodes of me talking about the news. On all seriousness, before we jump into the card, I want to talk about a little bit of housekeeping stuff, one of which is that we will be moving into Season 3 after this, except Gabe's the voice this time. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Could you imagine that? <laughs> Um, stars and shit's not going anywhere. We're gonna keep it. It's incredibly popular. Everybody loves Gabe. It's easy. He's very lovable. Just actually, like I think, eventually we're going to over the course of the next couple months talk about putting an astrological tier in Patreon. Potentially.
0: Yeah, we're um we're fleshing out what that could, what that could look like, and um what kind of content you guys would be interested in. Um, I do want to keep it on the theme of tarot. So kind of keeping those things in mind, if you guys have suggestions or if there's something that you're that you're looking for. I've already got some emails for you. Great.
1: Got some people who have some Gabe questions.
0: Cool. Astrological. Maybe maybe just over uh, over time, we'll field some of those questions and the solution will present itself and we'll come up with something, which could be fun. So, yeah, I'm excited to do it. The new podcast.
1: The new podcast. The other thing is, and I'm looking at doing this, I don't know exactly how to do it yet, but the next kind of thing on my radar is, and and this kind of includes Patreon in a way, is that I eventually want to make merch. And I would like for almost all, as much proceeds as I can. I don't know how much it's actually going to take to like get the shirts in and make that. But um, as as close to 100% of proceeds as I can, I would like to make merch and then have Patreon vote on nonprofit organizations or charities or organizations that we can send that money to every month. We're voting via Patreon for different organizations and nonprofits that need that money, you know, like the Trevor Project, um, anything that's going to contribute to, like, even, like, campaign funds for people like Justin Jones in his special election. It'll be a little bit, by the time this happens, he'll have already most likely won his special election. But, you know, things like that, I would really like to be able to use the podcast for like a little form of good and that's a little way i think maybe to do it so that's kind of on the docket and before we jump in the card let's talk about what season three is going to look like gabe is like what's it look like well gabe guess what i want to incorporate more interviews into season three where we don't just talk about cards but we also talk about how other people are learning tarot, like as we've talked about on the podcast before, like I do not have an allistic brain. I have a very neurodivergent ADHD brain. And so when people ask me how I put all of the different pieces of tarot together, you're asking someone who thinks in a spiral, not someone who thinks very linear, like in a linear way. And I wanna try to, I wanna make it more equitable across the board for all different types of brains and learning styles like, and I wanna talk to people who have different learning styles. So I'm gonna focus a lot as we move into kind of this next phase of interviewing with people and talking to them about their struggles with tarot, how they learn, what's been really difficult, what's been really easy, how they put the pieces together, what for them means what, and really kind of make it more of a community-based thing rather than just me all the time talking at you with my weird-ass ideas and, and head cannons. Um, what do you think about that, Kitsman?
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's really cool. Thank making you. Making it accessible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're too far away to high-five. Oh, no, I'm not going to touch your foot. You stubbed your toe at Aldi. I don't want yeah, I to
0: I touch I your have foot. A, I have a bloody toe.
1: He does have a bloody toe. <laughs> um, But yeah, I also am going to, I don't want to do in, in the next phase, I don't want to just start over. Um, I want to really focus on like the building blocks of tarot in the cards. So I'm going to start off with the history of the tarot. We're going to talk through that. We're going to talk about Pamela Coleman Smith and the Smith Rider Waite deck. Um, Which is the most universally known we're going to break down the story of the lifeline the death line the rebirth line in the suits and After that what we're what my plan is is to take each card maybe in like some sort of order talk about Historically when they were first made what their definitions and meanings were what's changed over time and kind of how those meanings have evolved to keep up with how humans have and thinking has and how, you know, like, granted, how I would read it now or cards now, um, and then maybe, like, like I said, like have interviews where I'm talking to people about, like, how they read cards and stuff like that. But I really want to kind of take a look at, like, the history of the cards, where they came from, how they've changed over time, and how that kind of affects how we read things in regards to health, career, divination, um, intuition, creativity, sex, all of that. Does that make sense to you?
0: hmm
1: Awesome. Because I am in fact brilliant. (laughs) I just like. Self proclaimed. No, it's not that I actually think I'm like brilliant or anything, but I do love like when I say it, Gabe's reaction is always like snort, eye roll. Why? (laughs) Why is it always a snort and an eye roll and never a huzzah?
0: (laughs) Oh, when you say you're brilliant? I think the idea was brilliant. I think you saying I'm brilliant was less brilliant.
1: (laughs) Dang it um but yeah so that's kind of how i how i envision season three going from here i'm gonna kind of talk about the card the last card the hundredth episode the hundredth episode last card of the tarot that we're gonna talk about do you know what it is gabe yoink <laughs> i tried to throw it at you
0: <laughs> six of swords
1: it's the six of swords i had to quadruple check but i hadn't already talked about this card i was very concerned
0: that's good i have not been keeping track
1: no you know who has been keeping track christian who made me the Excel spreadsheet?
0: Way to go, Kristen!
1: Yes, we love you, Kristen.
0: <laughs> we, That's funny.
1: We love you a lot. We,
0: we didn't. We weren't keeping track.
1: We were. We were not. Kristen was. There's actually the like Monique as well. She has like a list in like their journal of just like all all the cards as well, oh. and has been like ticking them off. So
0: maybe we need to hire him.
1: is <laughs> with what? <laughs> but us start it off with um. Can we actually end with your horoscope of the podcast? Mm-hmm. Gabe did a really cool horoscope of the whole podcast. So what we'll do is we'll talk about the Six of Swords. We'll do the questions. And we'll talk about the horoscope.
0: I love a good plan.
1: What, don't you love it when all <laughs> plan comes together? into <laughs> a neat little bow. Um, okay, so here, I'm going to give you back this card. I actually meant for you to look at it so you could describe it to me. Can you describe uh. the Six of Swords in the Smith Rider Waite version?
0: There is... Three humans on a boat, on a canoe of sorts. A canoe! <laughs> they are holding a long stick, and they are paddling themselves. or An oar? And it might not be an oar. It might be one of those, like, you know what they do in Italy where they stick the stick way down? And and I they, still
1: think that's an oar.
0: I don't, I don't know. Whatever that mechanism phenomenon is called,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are
0: propelling themselves okay, through the Okay, you roll your water. eyes
1: at me saying, I'm brilliant. <laughs>
0: I have not claimed it. <laughs> I do not claim brilliance to my description here. <clears throat> so we're we're going through the water. There's three humans, there's um two adults and one child kind of hidden back there.
1: I thought that would be fun. <laughs> was it not fun?
0: <laughs> the Thank little you, soda pop? You see that giant spike on the
1: <laughs> I am on so the sorry. track.
0: <clears throat> it's all right. Everyone's ears are bleeding. I'll I think this is out.
1: my fifth Lacroix of the day.
0: Um, so continuing on, and the swords are stuck in the boat. Yeah. They're sitting upright around the um, the adult and the other child. There's some islands in the distance, but they are heaving through the water. Yeah. Can you tell forward. me about the water? The water is blue.
1: Okay. Give me that back. You're <laughs> done. <laughs> give me. So. I thought that
0: was an astute observation.
1: No. Okay. Um. So I mean, yes, honey. It's so good. You did so good. Cell so five. Um. So they're in this. They're in this boat. This like gondola, I guess, if <laughs> the, the little Italian boat game was talking about. Um. And they've got the. They've got one person who's kind of steering them using the oar, taking them across the water. Um. The parent and the child are kind of like on the boat with the hood over their head. Um, this kind of depicts in some ways, like the Mary, the, the legendary Mary Magdalene sailing from, you know, sailing towards Southern France. I don't know if any of you are familiar with like that kind of legend, but that's kind of what this card is depicting here. Um, and they've got these swords, the six swords in front of them on the gondola canoe thing. And the water that they're in is troubled and rocky. And the person is steering them towards smoother waters. Hmm. I see, but yeah, blue too. It's also blue.
0: There's like different blues.
1: No, it's all the same blue. Do you um, want to look at this again?
0: No, I see. There's blue and there's a more different blue.
1: A more different blue. They're all the same blues. It's a more different blue. Genius. I need help. Um, I am the help <laughs> for all of the for all of the people who are like, why do you have gay on all the time?
0: <laughs> <clears throat> That's all the energy I had,
1: folks. <laughs> Oh my God, Go i back to s- my chair. Back to my chair. Um, so this card in essence, it's a six. So sixes is a heart. It's a heart based number where you're working with the heart and, and the head here kind of sim- similarly in a, on a grander scale than the three of swords, which is also like heart meets brain kind of activity where your feelings, the expanse of your feelings and the expanse of your thoughts are kind of having and working through that interplay here. It's a little bit different. So six is a heart-based number, but we're not dealing with the expansion of something. We're dealing with kind of like the trust of something where tr- the the phrase that I get all the time or that comes into my head when I pull this card is trust the process. Um, Really kind of trusting that there is something guiding you towards smoother waters, that rocky waters don't live forever, that just because you have the swords that are stuck in your boat doesn't mean that your boat's going to sink. Like, yes, there are things. Yes, there are obstacles. Yes, their life is life. But you're not your boat, your canoe, your gondola, every synonym for boat you can think of. It's not sinking, it's staying afloat. And 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 someone is helping guide you, whether that person is source, whether that is literally getting a piece of mail you need your husband to fill out for you because you just literally cannot handle it at that point. Um, whether it's kind of just like, Saving some of your peace, like you know, um, applying for a job, doing going through the interview process, and then not hearing anything yet. So then you just have to sit there. Like I have a friend who's interviewing for jobs right now, and like the hardest part of interviewing is like, you know, she's having to wait to hear about how it goes, and and that and that's the hard part. So like she's in kind of this boat right now of just trusting the process that she did everything that she could do, and now it's all about just kind of like trusting that everything is going to work out. Um, and that's kind of the the essence of the six of swords is like you are not in troubled waters forever. There are smoother waters ahead, and you're being helped pushed that way. Thoughts.
0: Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> an observation that I had here is More blue. Is this um is this person perhaps holding a wand?
1: Um, does it resonate that way for you? I've never thought of it that way. I've always just thought it's, of it as an orb. It's oar. like what do you trust? Okay.
0: Um
1: Talk me through this because that's interesting.
0: So as you're on your way to smoother waters, you're you're in the thick of it. You're you're in the contraction. Into the thick of it. <laughs> and um, what do you trust? You trust an idea, a hope, uh, a dream, maybe, or this for this process to come through as you envisioned it. And so if that's Wand based that 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 would seem wand based to me where there maybe there was something that you set out to do.
1: So the interesting thing about the suit where of, to
0: put your faith maybe
1: the interesting thing about the suit of wands and especially how I teach it if you're using like the Smith Rider weight deck is that Pamela Coleman Smith was the smartest human that's ever existed. She was brilliant, not me, her, yes. And she made you can get a lot of information about the meaning of each of the cards in the wands depending on what the person in like the protagonist of each card is using the wand for, so you know like in the ace of wands it's literally a wand or a torch the two of wands it's a doorway and the three of wands it's a walking stick going through a doorway and and everything kind of compounds upon each other so to say that you know when you've got a card here you've got bodies which could be pentacles you've got swords you've got water you've got potentially like a wand kind of element it is kind of this, like, the the these people here are fleeing. These people in this boat are fleeing from a place that was not good to hopefully a place that is better. It's still kind of that Mary Magdalene theory of leaving a place that was not good, moving and going somewhere where they, like, have to start all new. They don't know what's ahead of them, the sword's ahead of them. They're leaving <laughs> right?
0: the five, right? Huh? They're leaving the five of swords?
1: Yeah. They're, you know, the, the story here, if you were going to, if you were going to, and, and I'll do this on the podcast too, kind of like tell the stories of like the suits. But like in the Five of Swords, you've got uh, a person in the front of the card who's standing around these swords that he's won in a fight and, and they're laughing. You've got these two other people walking away. And the card, the Five of Swords, is really about the people in the background, like having to walk away from their swords, having to walk away from a fight or a battle that they've lost. And it's a card that can represent our feelings of. Rejection and loss and our fear and our anxieties of losing something or not being good enough at something Um, And and when you're looking at the story of the suits You know when you're when you've like if you're battling over a territory and you've lost and you're the ones that have to move You kind of have to hope and trust that the place you are moving to is going to be one of opportunity and one of like kind climate where there's lots of food and shelter or a people they're willing to help kind of like help guide you. Hopefully you don't give those people blankets infested with smallpox, take over their land and genocide an entire population. That'd be ideal. (laughs) Otherwise (laughs) known as the founding of America. Uh, But, you know, like ideally, like you're, you're moving somewhere where you're going to find kind of like kinder. Mm -hmm. An easier place to live.
0: The word you use there, I think ideally. And I think that's maybe for me, if I was to interpret that, or as a wand, I would say that is kind of representing of the... Well, it's a thing
1: that's pushing you forward, Mm -hmm. right? Like the thing that's literally pushing these people forward is the, it's this person knowing how to use an or. So if you were conflating that with a wand, which is completely fair, um, that wand, that creativity, it's a suit of action. It's pushing you literally forward. If you're looking at this as like thoughts and words beyond just action, it takes sometimes <clears throat> a lot of like creative energy to figure out it's taking me a lot of creative energy to even figure out where i'm ending the sentence you know like that creative energy that that um that kind of like that fire that passion for something is helping orchestrate your words and your thoughts and your and your way of communicating
0: hmm yeah very cool
1: uh-huh. nope i am stupid say it.
0: <laughs> you don't have to say <laughs> the
1: opposite i, I am <laughs> Intellect- intellectually neutral.
0: Your your grave is dug.
1: <laughs> I'm the problem is that like I'm so quick to say things like I'm brilliant, but I'm also like the most like.
0: <laughs> she wants to say the opposite.
1: I'm also like she's talking my, to
0: herself. <laughs> my I'm,
1: I'm it's like like a pat on the like a self pat on the back like you did so good, honey. You completed a <laughs> sentence. Good for you, babe you didn't get distracted um yeah no I I personally love this card I get a lot of security from it I'm gonna give it back so you can look at it I get a lot of security from it when I tend to overthink if you're an overthinker if you're a worrier if you're kind of the person who's always like going to the worst case scenario and you find like some weird bizarre comfort in like being like oh this is the worst thing that could happen and this is how I'm gonna get through the very worst thing then this card probably resonates with you on a lot of levels of like this thing of like, yes, like I'm literally the worst things that could happen are sitting in the forefront of my mind. They're sitting in the forefront of my boat. They could literally sink this boat. But I'm going to handle them. I'm still floating. I'm still going. There's a lot of peace in this card. There's a lot of like reminder that like just because something is turbulent does not mean that everything is always going to be turbulent. It also doesn't mean it's going to sink me. It also doesn't mean that like smooth waters do not lay ahead. A really good example is my car has been having like... um, Listen, my car is fine. The nineteen ninety seven Toyota is reliable and it is fine. And it's a Toyota, so the engine will be great forever. But the the stick shift has like would get stuck every once in a while, and we just needed like
0: It's just like the little things that you know, the swords in the boat yeah they're just at the front the functional the the rear view mirror fell off they like literally melted off the car
1: and and so like one of the things is that like it's a really great car and we'll keep fixing it up and it's like you know like i drive kids like it's a safe car to drive but it's constant maintenance because it's a 1997 toyota so we ended up just buying a new car trusting like kind of like trusting the process that like Yes, we're investing in this car. Yes, it's a really great thing. Like, we're very excited and actually like a a
0: big thing for us. We've never done it before. We're
1: no idea what we're we're, doing. We're not
0: rich people. (laughs) So this was kind of like, okay. let's you know, let's do this. We're prioritizing peace of mind. And hopefully after some time, it's just uh, it works itself out. So we're paddling. We're paddling through this situation with the hope that it's the right choice.
1: Yeah. And it's just like less upkeep. It'll be, it'll probably be the, it'll be a less expensive option in the long run rather than constant maintenance, making sure everything's good. Um, and it kind of an exciting thing for us. It comes with a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of unknowns when you, when you, you know, but like one of the things I pulled what we were going through this process of like, is it the time should we use the bulk of our savings on this? Does this make sense for us right now? Like I pulled this card and it was like, trust the fucking process. Trust your gut. Trust the process. Go through the motions. And one of the things that you and I t- said as we were walking into like the the place we got our car, which actually we trust because they work on a lot of your cars or your Subaru, hmm. um, we were just kind of like, we literally don't have to do anything. We don't have to make any changes. There's no immediate need. It's not like my car is like awful, terrible, blah. It's a perfectly fine working car. It just requires a lot of maintenance. Um, and we just were like, okay. So
0: if this doesn't work out, if we don't get there in time, if, if they won't come down to the price bubble, you know, all of those little factors, we if it doesn't literally, work out, we're and just like going to set our boundaries and go.
1: We didn't have to do anything. We walked in. They knocked like $500 off the car without us even like,
0: yeah, it was great. They were like just at the end of their day and they were like, okay, well, and, and <laughs> it, we'll, we'll knock it down to this. And the people before you didn't like it because there was a crack on the windshield. And I was like, I ain't scared of no crack. Um, <laughs> The there windshield.
1: we go. I ain't scared to do no correct? Uh No, it, it's great. It's a great fucking car. We are so excited, um, and we've never bought a car before. We had yeah. no idea. And what it was a very in.
0: trust the process moment. Even driving there, we were like, I think traffic's gonna be so bad, we won't even get there by five, and they're gonna say, you know, we won't have a chance to get back there for two weeks, so they might, they'll yeah. probably sell it.
1: So we're going out of town. No, so it was great. So definitely, like, but this was a car that I pulled. This is a car that I pull when I'm feeling at like my worst, like. My most anxious, my most like, oh, my God, how am I going to get through the week? And then I pull this card. It's like, just trust the process. Just fucking get through. Like, nothing's going to sink your ship. Like, water. It's like being on a plane. Like, I'm a terrible flyer. Um, Gabe can attest. He's literally he almost had to bribe people so <laughs> to move so he could sit next to me so I don't cry on planes. It's not almost
0: literally. Well, no, I didn't. Literally bribe.
1: almost. What is wrong with you? I was correct.
0: Did I ask him, to, did I offer him money? You
1: did. You said, I'll give you $20. Okay,
0: so I did bribe him. He just didn't take the money. He was like, okay, they He serious. like, literally,
1: I was also like behind Gabe, just like, crying. Um, But I'm an anxious flyer. and But being on a plane and experiencing turbulence does not mean your plane's going to fall. In fact, it rarely means your plane's going down. It's mm-hmm. um, a normal
0: part of the ride.
1: It's just all part of the ride. So it's, part, it's just part of the experience that comes along with it. So that, you know, when you're pulling the Six of Swords and you're pulling it in a reading, it's... You know, really kind of like do a verbal talk through, talk yourself through. Like, I'll do this when I'm like going to like um, going to do anything I've never done before. I literally talk myself through it. OK, this is what I'm going to do. We have a process for talking to people. We have a process for I have a process for this podcast. I literally do zero planning. And that is my <laughs> that is my process. Like, if you literally That's not
0: like. true. She's always looking at current events and yeah, she's I getting do. back to everybody. There's there's a lot. There's a lot of work.
1: But, like, when it comes to the episode, I don't have, like, a script. Like, I do I do a lot of research for the current events, but I don't have a script. I just sit down and I wing it.
0: Mm-hmm. But, and, I mean, there's a lot of, like, intuitive practice in your own everyday life where you're empathizing with people. Where you're going through your own life and analyzing it through the cards. And you, you live with your freaking tarot cards. Accurate. So, but I, I just mean, mean,
1: like, my process is, like... We all have our processes mm-hmm. for things. We all have our routines. We all have our wake up, have a cup of coffee. We all have our this is how much creamer I put in. Like we all have our this is what I'm going to think to myself. We all have the music we're going to listen to. We all have audiobooks. We all have things that we do every day. This is a card that kind of encourages you to consider your process. Are you have are you pulling a card because you're having trouble sleeping at night and you're like, "God, why am I having so much trouble sleeping? What's your sleep hygiene? What do you do?" Are you up playing Zelda every night up until you, right before you go to bed? Do you have to take, are like... You talking about you? No! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are your dreams like? What's your sleep hygiene? Well, no, because we've considered this with Evie. Like, we've stopped letting her, not letting her, like, we'll do it if we have to, but we've tried to, like, incorporate not doing any TV before bed, like, the last hour before bed simply because she was having trouble kind of going to sleep, so we were trying to, like, prioritize, like, attention, one-on-one attention with both parents, focusing on, like, making sure that she's had enough to eat and had enough to drink and mm-hmm. has been played the
0: and is, calming down. Is um, she relies on the routine and I think we yeah. all do in a lot, those, but, a lot of those types of way,
1: but this card can show up in like kind of like an encouragement to consider your process, consider your routine. Mm. What are you doing? What are your thoughts? What are you, what's your thought process? Like, I know I joke like all the time about being brilliant, but like my thought process about myself is like pretty neg. Like I have like a very negative self voice I've had to work through. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, like waking up and instead of looking in the mirror and being like, what, like my thought process has to be like, wow, you know what, like it's summer and my freckles are out. I love my, you know, kind of like that, like changing that thought process. I don't really believe in the idea of toxic positivity or pretending everything's hunky dory when it's not like to the detriment of your own mental health. But like, I do think that there's something to be said for like reframing a situation like you're very good at doing that like i i struggle more with it i have to be very like purposeful with it and i have to like really try it even if it's like an eye roll moment where like you'll be like well you know this could mean this and i'm like like uh, <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> yeah um
0: well, i in my youth i definitely gave off those toxic positivity vibes i've got too much too much leo in my chart <clears throat> but acknowledging the worst while still hoping for the best
1: working with your brain working with your thought process like you are a more optimistic person i'm not i may give me the worst case scenario help me work through the worst case so that so that i know that we're covered in the worst case and then i don't have to worry about it anymore like that's my mentality with it is it healthy i don't know does it help me yeah it does a lot it eases a lot of my anxiety so when you're pulling this card like Consider your process. Trust the process. What is your process? What's your routine? What's your setup? What are you worried about? What are you excited about? What are you moving towards? Um, This card is really kind of like, to me, it's just a very comforting card to pull. It is a very comforting card for me to pull. And I know that that's weird. But when I see it, that is so much my signal of trust. Just trust. Fucking trust. Mm -hmm. You're putting these people in this card are putting all of their faith in this person with the wand or to get them out of the trouble choppy waters. But they do, mm-hmm. and they're fine. And we, as the audience, as the viewer upon this card, know that all of the water ahead is calm and serene, and they're so close to land, so.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. Does
1: this make sense? Mm-hmm. Was it good? Very good. Awesome, I love that.
0: Last card, there it was.
1: Oh my god. Should I cry? Should we play the graduation song? I wish I had a kazoo.
0: (laughs) I played the trumpet in middle school and played that song.
1: Get your fucking trumpet out of the closet.
0: I hated that song.
1: The graduation? The jubilant graduation song? Okay.
0: Pomp and Circumstance.
1: The Pomp and Circumstance. All right, Kitzman. So what did I say we were going to do after we talked about, Oh, questions. Mm -hmm. So many of you kindly submitted your questions, um, that I posted on Instagram for us to answer. So I'm going to answer the ones that I got. Um, this one is, and I don't want to, I didn't ask for names, but you know, who you are and I appreciate you. Um, so she says recommendations for practicing and learning the cards, meanings. Um, So my recommendations, and again, this is why I want to do interviews because like I can give my recommendations, but I have a very neurodivergent brain. So if you have ADHD, if you're kind of like me, where you think very circularly and like in a spiral, I genuinely, I don't apply strict definitions to the cards. Like I have my learning process was really to let the cards kind of tell me what they mean and just kind of shirk all traditional meaning. Just kind of like take all of that with a very grain of salt.
0: So you just did a lot of readings.
1: No, um, reading like books or reading the cards, no reading the cards. I did a lot of pulling cards for like my day or my week, just one card to represent the week or a day. And then kind of like looking at like a Venn diagram and being like this, like looking at my day from wake up to almost bedtime and going through and being like this fit the meaning of that card. This fit the meaning of that card. This did not this did. And then making, kind of like every time that card showed up, like looking back at that list and being like, yeah, you know what, this stayed consistent. This really stayed consistent for me with this card. And I got really comfortable doing that. And I got really comfortable not knowing. I think one of the-
0: And you did this all in your head?
1: In a journal, in my head, in a journal at first. um, You know, I went to school, I studied in college like literature, creative writing. And one of the things that you do a lot in regards to, as you're working towards those degrees is, you'll get like a bunch of like classic literature and then you have to like prove a point. Um I had a professor in college when I was taking my poetry classes and he was like every poem, every poem ever talks about love, sex and death always though. Every, anything you ever read is going to be on one of those three things. And I got quippy and I said, Oh, like Shel Silverstein and professor clay looked at me and he was like, yeah, you know what? Now it, our homework essentially was then to write an entire paper on a work of Shel Silverstein and explain in depth about how it related to life, sex, or death. That mouth. I was unfucking popular. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did mine in like um like fireworks or an, or like anaconda or something like that. Mm. Um, but you know, like one of the you get really used to kind of like fitting. definition or an overall theme into another body of work and kind of explaining how that theme can fit that idea or that theology or that ideology. So Tarot kind of always had that same vibe to me of this is what this card means archetypically or archetypally, uh, whatever you guys know the word, put it in there, insert, um, or what it means. Like ideally, ideologically, I literally cannot speak ideal. This is all of my fake words. You got it ideologically
0: you said that already yeah i'm brilliant
1: (laughs) and and then working it in towards my day being like okay this is how this fit the themes of my day then noticing how all of that really it takes a lot of practice it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of humility and being okay with not knowing um i don't think a lot of people really like that answer but, Gabe, for you, like, what's that What's that process like for you learning the cards and in, in their meanings?
0: Um, for me, in the way that I learn, I get a lot of... And
1: for clarity, you have a very, like, neurotypical brain. Like, it's not very... You don't have ADHD.
0: Not that I know of. Um, I'm a great audio learner. Um, if I'm doing something with my hands, then I will learn very well if somebody... Like tells me something. You're an audio
1: kinesthetic learner.
0: Yeah. And so but another thing that I do specifically with types of divination is to do some research. Find some other guidebooks. Find some other online resources that define the archetypes or define um, the cards or the runes or the planets or whatever I'm looking at right now. And to write them down in my own way and redefine them so that they make sense to me. Not just so that I'm regurgitating but so that I have succinctly put them all in my own words and then write them down and that helps to solidify them in my brain because I can see it
1: and I think the most important thing is is that there is no expert not a book not a person on tarot on runes on any form of anything like that Mm -mm. so for you if you pull a card and you're like god this really comes up for me when I'm having like this specific issue and this is really what it means to me guess what Fuck what anybody else says. Fuck what I say. Fuck anything. Gabe says I'm kidding, baby. I love you so much. But like, you know, like none of, none of that at the end of the day matters. If it means something for you and it keeps showing up that way, babe, that's what that card means for you. That's just what it means. And and it's okay if it doesn't fit the traditional meaning because you're reading for you, you know, and, and when you, even when you're reading for another person, you're still reading your cards that show up for you in a certain way and we all have different experiences so if you have a really like great experience with a lion then so every time you pull the strength card it doesn't mean like meeting the beast and you know like courage and strength and vulnerability and, and, and like your experience with lions is that like that's your signifier for like everything's gonna be okay and your grandma's here and it's really like <clears throat> rich in like spiritual activity guess what that's what that card means for you. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean strength and vulnerability and moving through the death line. It means, it means whatever you fucking feel about lions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> so I it's, do think
0: there is some um, weight to forming what I think we're describing is like a relationship mm-hmm. with the cards, or with any divinary or divinatory practice. Divinary. <laughs>
1: divinary. You can make that up words too. If I can do it, you can do it.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, any divinatory practice, but. Um, <clears throat> tarot for sure coming up with a relationship and tarot was hard for me i'm not always off book. sometimes i need help sometimes i need to go back to my notes because i have them all written down and um it's it's hard to it's hard to form that relationship it takes time to dedication and figuring out the best way to learn for you and forming that relationship i think is the ultimate goal
1: yeah um and 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 takes precedence over whatever a book says, whatever this podcast says, or anything else. Absolutely. And and again, like another reason, I definitely want to do like interviews with like regular readers, like mm-hmm. on this podcast. Um. So this person goes on to also ask, "What is your favorite non um Smith Rider weight deck?" I really love, and I've talked about it before, the Somnia Tarot. It's by Nicholas Bruno. Um. It's a rather new deck. It's probably like two and a half ish years old, and he it's the artist uses photography and uses like shrouded figures um and photography as art to kind of like talk about tarot but the artwork is all themed through like his sleep paralysis demons and other kinds of like lucid dreams that he's had and i (laughs) have the unfortunate whatever of having a really traumatizing childhood like i had an incredibly physically abusive mother um I had a not so great time and I, and I have CPTSD. So I really connect with kind of that imagery of the somnia tarot because it really helps me kind of like, I think process some like harder, some harder things. So would I necessarily recommend it for like readings? No, not unless somebody was really into like, if you're reading for somebody who doesn't know a lot about tarot, they're already going to be scared by like the regular typical every, you know, devil card or death card, like, I don't think there's been a deck in a long time that's emotionally and intuitively spoken to me the way that the Somnia Tarot has and does, so I think that's probably my favorite. Do Mm -hmm. you have one?
0: One of my favorite tarot decks is the Celestial Tarot.
1: (laughs) The Celestial Tarot? That's the one that you read with right now, right?
0: Yeah, I, I read with Rider Waite and Celestial Tarot right now so that I can drag them through the planets.
1: The next question, are you ready for the next question? Yes. The next one is, how do you, so this person knows us, but it's, how do you do your yearly polls and how did you predict the tornado? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do my yearly polls on my solar return. So I pull every year on my birthday or I'll do like birthday presents for people where I pull their solar return. Um, and I pull a card per month. Um, and then I just kind of like look at the story. Like I, I literally like kind of like look at the story of the year. I look at the themes. I look at what numbers repeat. I look at if I've done it before, I look at like years past and we kind of talk through themes that we went through last year or a couple years prior. Um, how did I predict the tornado? That's kind of a fucking crazy story. Um, I pulled a bunch of cards. I don't remember exactly what card March had, but it was one of the threes in the tarot. And I, I, I just kind of had like a feeling, sixth sense, literally, and um, it wasn't just the tornado; it was COVID as well. And I remember like doing a lot of readings, telling you and our good friend Ian, just being like, "Listen, I'm either like certifiably insane, like lock me away forever, insane grippy sock vacation, or I'm, or I'm psychic." And they were both like, "Sure, okay." And then I told them, I said, something's happening March 3rd. It's going to be personal. It's going to affect our community. It's going to be pretty devastating. I think it's going to be some sort of like maybe natural event. I didn't specifically know tornado. Um, And then I kept hearing in my head March 15th or specifically, I kept dreaming of a voice saying, beware the eyes of March. And anytime I did a reading for it, like it just, it was made very clear to me using the cards that it was going to be some sort of economic global event that affected our economy, affected us all personally.
0: Yeah. It, it was a number of times you you said it one time we were o- over the phone then you said it to me again and then you said i think i'm insane like this just keeps coming up and the ides of march ads of march and uh, um and yeah we moved very we moved at the beginning of march to we this house that we are in we moved now. officially
1: the night before the tor- like the night the tornado hit the we second, were second
0: yeah we still had some stuff to get out of the other our house turtle. but our first <laughs> yes but we had our first we spent our first night here on March second and we were out of we were out of Na, um Nashville proper at the time.
1: We and were asleep when the tornado, tornado through. went through.
0: Yeah. So yeah, very, very interesting. Totally freaky and then um super glad we weren't anywhere near any of that happening and we had some friends who were affected. It was definitely a crazy time and it's crazier even that my wife was like Look out for the Ides of March and the
1: 3rd of (laughs) March and the Ides of March, yeah. Short story, I didn't predict a tornado. I predicted two events in March. How did I do it?
0: I remember you being confused about whether it's like both 3-3 March 3rd or um, March 15th or the Ides of March being being the March 3rd. And we were like, maybe it's just one thing. And then you kept saying the collapse of capitalism.
1: Well, like not capital, but like economy, like something to do with the economy, like Mm -hmm. definitely kept coming up. And then, of course, pentacles. And of course, it was a pandemic. So um, all of that being said, I don't know specifically how I did it. That's how that happened. I wish I had like a better answer. I don't know if that like really helps anybody, but.
0: I think some things don't need to be explained always.
1: There we go. And then lastly is a page like the court card version of an ace or more or a new journey that builds off of a previous cycle. So the first 10 cards of the minor arcana are your journey with the mastery of the gift you get in an ace. So by the time you hit a 10, you have become a master of that suit. And now all of the court cards, I teach them is not, it's not a hierarchy. It's not at like having to restart all the way over. You're now at a point, it's, it's different ways of using the ace. A page does something different with an ace than a king does. Um, The queen does something different than a page does. It doesn't make any one of them better than the other, at least not in the way that I teach it. It just, it's talking about different ways you can utilize that gift. So if you look at the first 10 cards of kind of like learning how to like all the things that ace can do, then by the time you enter the court cards, the ace isn't starting over. The The page of whatever isn't starting over. It's not a new cycle. It doesn't mean that you have to go all the way back to the beginning. It doesn't mean that now you have to, like, enter the final boss mode of something. It's literally just, this is a thing you can do with the ace. And then the queen is, hey, this is a thing you can do with that ace. And a knight, it's the same thing. It's just different ways of interacting with it. Different ways we're called to interact. Different ways somebody else is interacting with it around us. Different themes that we can that we can do. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I think that was our last question. And now, the grand finale.
0: <laughs> Snort, eye roll.
1: Are you going to undersell it? Your <laughs> script? The script that you wrote? I did write it. Gabe did a horoscope for the podcast. He did He did the podcast birth chart.
0: Yes, I did. The podcast has a birth chart, and it's pretty cool.
1: I don't know what it is. I don't know what he went off of, <laughs> so we're going to find out together.
0: I went off of January 5th, 2020 at <laughs> 6 a.m. in Madison, Tennessee. Why 6 a.m.? Because that's when we released the first episode. Is that what it said? It's exactly when we released the first How episode. How did
1: I end up at five? What do you mean? Never mind. Keep going.
0: <laughs> so this is, uh, so that's, that's the data. Um, the sun is in Capricorn. The moon is in Taurus and the ascendant is in Sagittarius. And I'm not going to talk about any of the other planets really, but all right. So here's your, here's, a really short horoscope so the the sun is at 14 capricorn this is your stars and shit by the way
1: (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean this is their stars and shit. we're not going to be on for a month right i forgot to tell you all keep going we'll explain after
0: oh god dropping that bomb sorry right in the middle um so the sun is at 14 degrees of capricorn in an earth sign co-present with mercury saturn jupiter and pluto is a very big stellium This can represent construction, building foundations, sacrificing for a cause or a legacy. It's unrelenting and asserting and planning for the future. Capricorn is playing the long game. So those are just basic significations of Capricorn. But combine those with a lot of other planets, there's a lot of energy being put into building for the future. Um, You and I both have planets in Capricorn. So a lot of this as well. This birth chart of the podcast should also be mingled with both of our birth charts it and mingled. how we relate
1: to <laughs> That's it's exactly a- why this episode's getting an explicit rating. <laughs> it's mingled. called, um,
0: so that's called sinistry. When you do a sinistry reading, it's how do you relate to the other person? People can do um, charts related to each other. Those are relationship charts. Um, so we are basically analyzing our relationship to the podcast. In um, front of
1: everyone? Yes. <laughs>
0: um, We both have planets in Capricorn. Yep. Um, So we easily relate. We vibe with this. So it activates a lot of our Capricorn placements. And we also started the podcast during my Saturn return. <laughs> very, very close to exact, actually. Gabe's scary. telling you this
1: is actually his podcast and he's going to fire me soon. <laughs> it's going to be all Gabe called Gabe and Shit.
0: Be very boring. <laughs> Let's move on to the moon at 10 degrees of Taurus, and it is conjunct Uranus. God, you're like five years old. <laughs> so the moon in Taurus is enduring and prolonging good things, enjoying good feelings, elegant simplicity, careful and honed beauty. Um, another sign trying to make things last. Um, Uranus adds a little spontaneity. I bet it does. Mhm. Um, so I think <laughs> this just kind of, I think for me, this is the, the unscripted end of things where you're just kind of talking about whatever you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It, too much planning stresses you out. You're your best self whenever you're just vibing. Hell yeah. And I think that's a lot of your moon and Taurus. Sometimes Taurus is a little bit, can be a little spacey.
1: Just they the a
0: Taurus. Some of the Taurus I did not I end know. up marrying them. So. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> uh, the ascendant is at 29 Sagittarius. 29th degrees are um, very powerful in <gasps> astrology. I'm
1: 29. Does that make me very powerful? Is um, that not the same? If
0: you were a degree. Um, 29 Sagittarius. And as I said, it is co-present with Mars. That means Mars is also in Sagittarius. Which can represent moving past what doesn't serve us, that's a Sagittarius thing, pushing past obstacles, a light in the dark, teaching, preaching, manifesting. Preaching. (laughs) My favorite
1: review to this day is the one that says, I give sermons.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's you tapping into your your Sag-rising. <clears throat> for your for your podcast, um, there's also a tendency towards chaos or excessiveness in an exploratory way. So that's what Mars. I may genuinely do.
1: don't know. I can't relate to that in any capacity. <laughs> Nothing about Dolphin EDM screams chaotic chaos. I'm sorry. Well, you ruined it. You yelled at me in the middle of my words. I yelled at you. You did just now. Yep, with your hands. Oh, no I got you too did. close to the mic. You yeah. got mad.
0: Yeah, to her Mars. Per Mars was coming through. Mars keeps passions on the surface. Um, So I think this points to the healing nature of your relationship to the tarot. Yeah. And I think that that shines through the podcast. Your rising sign is um, how how the native sees the world. So how the podcast relates and sees the world. (laughs) It's a little weird to think about that. But um,
1: (laughs) the podcast.
0: (laughs) It also could be your dedication to the current events section.
1: I will bring you all the news. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so last couple things here. The chart is ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is in Capricorn and accentuates this enduring optimism dedicated to growth and aspiring to something bigger than itself.
1: Aww.
0: Represents teaching, higher learning, and faith. Cute. Um, so I think there's a lot of themes of enduring, determined, and... Um, kind of a kind of the long haul planning for the future vibes with this.
1: Well, jumping off of that, do you have more? Did you have one more on your script? A little bit more. I'll continue. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I have one little note and then a fun thing. Um,
1: <laughs> do you have an asterisk next to the fun thing? Yes. Or did you write out a fun thing?
0: No. The the note is in italics and the Help other one. Help
1: me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so there is a a Saturn Pluto conjunction. Which is a, a very two very slow moving planets coming together that doesn't happen very often every thirty or so years. Um, this adds an explosive amount of discipline, determination, and systematic exploration discipline. would be. <laughs> um, but I mean, we put out an episode every week. You know, Meh. whether we have the time or the energy to do it, it's it's happening. You know. Um, it also Saturn Pluto can be ominous forebodings and darkness. They're kind of they're two planets that represent death in their own ways. And Saturn being the unmoving and Pluto being an explosion can mean kind of explosive. Every explosive time you say vibes.
1: explosive <laughs> my mind goes straight to diarrhea. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: Well, there you go. there you go. All right, here's the fun thing. Oh, um, if the podcast were a person, I think it would either be Murray from Stranger things <gasps> or <laughs> Nicolas Cage in National Treasure.
1: We will steal the decoration of it.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: um, amazing, Gabe. Tell everybody that I'm clapping in a circle for you. It's around applause. It sounds
0: like that. I think the mic will pick it up.
1: Good. Thank you for that. I want to jump off of something you said a couple minutes ago about the podcast enduring and being routine. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be on for a month. <laughs> so well, it, it kind of worked out this way. Um for a couple of reasons. One, we're gonna be out of town essentially the next two weekends. My sister's getting married, so we're gonna be out um doing vacation for that. Yay for Carly. Mm-hmm. Um So we're kind of taking this opportunity as a way to get ahead of episodes. Um, We want to get interviews in. We want to record a couple episodes. We don't want to start season three with us saying, hey, we're taking two weeks off. We'd rather take a whole month, get as many episodes under our wing as possible. Current events will still be recorded the day before the episode comes out. I think that's important. But, But essentially, this is kind of giving us the ability to get ahead of some things, give ourselves some grace so that if I am sick, rather than me being like, hey, there's not an episode this week, we have content ready to go. Um, And also we're just going to be gone. (laughs) So it just, it makes sense. But when we come back, we'll be starting season three of the podcast with kind of this whole new direction focusing really on like synthesizing information, not just giving you the definitions of the cards, but really kind of teaching you how to read them and apply them to different things. And I'm very excited. Gabe will be doing stars and shit. He may have a new tier on Patreon, and we're going to work on merch. Big things. Big things. Do you have anything else to say? I don't think so. All right, Gabe. Take us out of here.